Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 30, and I'm drinking Kahlua. I create this podcast as a way for me to drink more. It's a New Year's resolution I made to myself to explore the world of distilled spirits, and I'm doing that with you, my listener, via this podcast. For every episode, you should expect that I will be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I chose to feature Kahlua on this episode because it's one I've planned to feature from the start of this podcast. It's so iconic, it's a staple of every back bar, it deserved an episode for sure. Plus, I've got a dusty old bottle from the 70s that I inherited from my parents when I moved out. And while that old bottle from the 70s, I actually did drink most of what was in it, there is a touch left, there's a little sediment, it's old. It's decades old. I am not drinking from that. I have, for this episode, a 1.75 liter plastic bottle of Kahlua. I bought this bottle when I was in Las Vegas and put it in my suitcase and checked it on my flight. It was a lot cheaper in Nevada than in Oregon, so I brought some back last time I was there. It's uh, nearly empty, but it will serve the purpose for the tasting on this episode. So, let's get to a tasting. To be consistent, I'm going to be using a clean Glencairn. It's a nosing glass. It's admittedly overkill for Kahlua. There's not the need to be so precise with it. You can just drink Kahlua straight. But the nosing glass, nonetheless, will be used. So, let's open up my bottle here. And I'll pour I like this stuff, so I'm going to have a little bit. In the glass, Kahlua is a dark coffee color. It's lightly proofed. It is quite sweet, so it's syrupy looking, the viscosity of it. On the nose, coffee, you get, it's like cold coffee is what it smells like. And then there's sweetness to it. You get a nice chocolatey flavor on the nose with some vanilla. All right, let's taste it. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> very sweet. It's almost syrupy is a way to describe Kahlua. A hint of alcohol. You can feel it warm a little bit. Kahlua is only 20% alcohol by volume, making it 40 proof. It's slightly bitter. I like black coffee. That's what I drink is coffee, just black. And so it tastes of coffee, but nowhere near what I'm used to drinking as far as just black coffee. It does have a nice, smooth mouthfeel. You get a, a chocolatey vanilla flavor tone to it as well, and it's quite sweet. And Kahlua has set the standard. They defined what a coffee liqueur tastes like. So this is uh, what all others are compared to. 
Diving into history, Kahlua was created in 1936 in Veracruz, Mexico. Veracruz is one of the 32 states in Mexico, and it runs north to south along the east coast of the country, where climate is particularly well suited for coffee and sugarcane production. These two agricultural products are said to be the inspiration for the creation of the spirit, but the origin story is a little murky. It's said on the Kahlua website itself that the Alvarez brothers partnered up with a Señor Blanco, and Señor Blanco simply translates to Mr. White from Spanish into English. I did find reference that the Alvarez brothers were a pair of brothers that were coffee growers. Their first names seem to be lost to history. Anyway, these three paired up, and Señor Blanco was a local chemist who was experimenting with distilled spirits, and he used the Alvarez brothers' Arabica coffee in his recipe. Another chemist, a Montevlo Laura, is said to have perfected the recipe, but Kalua's site says this was in the 1930s. Other references I found said this may have been the 1960s. The truth may have been changed to suit marketing, but these players are credited with Kalua's creation. The name Kalua is said to come from one of two sources. Again, which we choose to believe as the truth probably doesn't matter. But the Kalua website says it has Arabic origins, and I found reference to it saying it was slang for kafi ming kawa. However, other sources, including Wikipedia, says Kalua means House of the Alcoa people in the Veracruz language spoken pre-colonial conquest from the Spanish. So Kahlua either is Arabic slang for coffee or it is a native Veracruz language pre-Spanish conquest. Either way, right now it means this wonderful coffee liqueur. In the 1940s, Kahlua was first imported into the U.S. via Schlaney Company, a Dallas-based distilled spirits distributor, but they didn't seem to make much of it. Kahlua really took off, though, in 1953. A man named Jules Berman, who was a Los Angeles liquor importer and real estate developer, he discovered Kahlua while on vacation in Mexico. In 1953, he bought the U.S. importation and bottling rights for the brand for $50,000 from Schlenny Company. And once he had it, what he did with it was advertise Kahlua. It's said that he was also an enthusiastic collector of pre-Columbian figures, and he used these quirky figures representing Mexican heritage in early ads. He didn't just promote it as a liqueur either, it was also an ingredient in cooking, and he solidified the black Russian cocktail as a way to enjoy Kahlua, which is simply Kahlua and vodka, and he also introduced the idea of Kahlua on ice cream. In 1955, the White Russian is said to have been invented in Oakland, California, and this laid the foundation for the dude to abide. In 1964, Jules Berman sold the U.S. rights to Kahlua to Herman Walker & Sons, a Detroit-based spirits company. Berman acquired Kahlua when it was selling about a thousand cases a year, but by 1965, it was selling at a rate of 60,000 cases a year. Berman stayed on with Herman Walker until 1973 and continued to lead or influence marketing efforts for Kahlua. And in the 1970s, Herman Walker put some considerable marketing muscle behind the brand, producing a recipe book, and I'll provide a link to a great 20-plus minute promotional film I found on YouTube from the 1970s that features a house party with various Kahlua-based recipes. And this 1970s film features the same bottle that I inherited from my parents. It's of the same era. 
The first dish that's prepared in this video is a microwaved chicken dish. They microwave chicken for 20 minutes. It just sounds terrible. It would be rubbery. It's it's hilarious, but it's it's some awesome nostalgia, and I invite you to check it out. The link will be in show notes. What this 1970s promotional film really does show, though, is that Kahlua was sold as much more than just a liqueur. It was sold as an ingredient. It's shown being topped on ice cream as a dessert, and they're doing a flambe banana dish with it as well. There was very little focus on the fact that it was a distilled spirit, that it was alcoholic at all, just that it was a great drink and a great flavor. This strategy helped into the 1980s as overall alcohol sales were in decline, but Kahlua continued to grow, likely thanks in part to the innocuous brand image that had been cultivated. It was and remains the number one coffee liqueur in the world. In 1989, Herman Walker, actually, no, that's, I've been mispronouncing this the whole time. It's actually Hiram Walker. So my apologies, Hiram Walker. They merged to acquire Kahlua's Mexican owner, which was Allied Dominic. Thus, Hiram Walker gained control of Kahlua worldwide. And then about a decade later, in the 1998 cult classic film, The Big Lebowski, the white Russian cocktail, which features Kahlua as an essential ingredient, is basically a co-star of the film. In 2004, Kahlua quietly dropped the proof from the original 26.5 alcohol by volume at 53 proof to 20% alcohol by volume or 40 proof. I haven't really found a reason why they did this, but it doesn't seem to have affected flavor or sales. There is, however, an anomaly with Kahlua, and that's if you happen to be buying it in the state of Ohio in the U.S. You're going to get Kahlua at 21.5% alcohol by volume or 43 proof. This is to account for Ohio's liquor laws that state a 20% ABV is classified with beer and wine, and thus it's sold in grocery stores. But Kahlua as a brand really wants to be on a shelf in a liquor store next to vodka or other distilled spirits that you'll mix it with. So to get shelf space in a liquor store, Kahlua bottles and manufactures a special, slightly higher proof version for the state of Ohio only. In 2005, Pernod Ricard acquired Allied Dometic, making Hiram Walker a subsidiary. So Pernod is the brand's steward currently. They are, of course, the French company that owns a vast number of distilled spirits brands and wine brands as well. Two years after acquiring the brand in 2007, they embarked on some packaging updates, but thankfully retained the spirit of the original. Worldwide case sales in 2019 for Kahlua were 1.6 million 9-liter equivalent cases. This is the same as the prior two years. So, how's it made? Well, the internet will tell you it takes seven years to make a bottle of Kahlua. Kahlua themselves say this, but... That's counting the time it takes to grow the coffee from planting to harvest. And that means like planting a coffee tree, not actually waiting for an annual harvest of coffee cherries. So I find seven years per bottle to be a bit disingenuous. Kahlua is made with 100% shade-grown Arabica coffee that they harvest and roast. And this does include a six-month resting time after harvest. Kahlua gets the alcohol from rum, and this is sugarcane based of course and it's the other agricultural product of veracruz mexico that inspired the brand 
Prior to the change of proof, Kahlua was referred to as liquor de café, or coffee liquor. Now it is a rum and coffee liqueur. So there may be some difference in the blend when they reproofed it or lowered the proof that they call it out specifically as rum and coffee liqueur, whereas prior it was a coffee liquor. Kahlua also includes sugar in good measure. Don't know how much, but it is definitely sweet. There's also a vanilla flavor to Kahlua, so it's likely got vanilla included. But like most distilled spirits, it's a trade secret. So no matter, it doesn't really seem like the recipe has changed much other than the proof change in 2004. And as I noted at the top of this episode, the last dregs in my 1970s bottle smells spot on to what's in this new plastic bottle that I got last year sometime. So it seems like it's been mostly the same for decades at least. On to cocktails and consumption. Kahlua has a lot of famous cocktails. I've already mentioned the Black Russian, which is simply Kahlua and vodka. Then there's the White Russian, where you add cream. In the late 1970s, a layered B-52 shot became popular. This is Kahlua, Bailey's Irish Cream, and Cognac layered for a tricolor effect. But hands down, my favorite cocktail featuring Kahlua is the Spanish coffee and specifically the Spanish coffee made at my hometown restaurant named Huber's. It's purported that Huber's pours more Kahlua per seat than anywhere else. I can't verify this, but it seems like it could definitely be true when you hear how much Kahlua goes into Spanish coffees and how popular the Spanish coffee is at this restaurant. Unfortunately, I'm recording this episode during a global COVID-19 pandemic, so it's not likely or recommended, honestly, to be going out to a restaurant or bar and having some cocktails with friends. But hopefully we'll get past it and Huber's shall survive and we'll go have Spanish coffees again. Huber's is the oldest restaurant in Portland, Oregon. They survived prohibition by roasting turkey and becoming famous for turkey sandwiches, which they still feature prominently on their menu. The Spanish coffee came about in the 1970s. Spanish coffee at Huber's is prepared tableside, or at the bar, they'll prepare it behind the bar. But if you're seated at one of the tables, a special server, a bartender referred to as a coffee captain, will bring a tray with all of the ingredients for the Spanish coffee to your table. It starts with a glass that is rimmed with sugar and then a healthy pour at arm's length using a speed pour in a circular motion. The glass is filled with overproof or 151 rum and then a bit of triple sec. The coffee captain then makes a show of lighting a match with one hand and igniting the overproof rum and swirling the glasses around if he's preparing multiples, which is often the case. He'll swirl the flaming glasses to caramelize the sugar on the rim. After almost a minute of caramelizing the sugar, the coffee captain will then grab the bottle of Kahlua with a speed pour in the top and at arm's length in a circular motion will fill one and a half ounces of Kahlua into each flaming glass. While the drink is still alight, some fresh coffee will be added to the glass and then some lightly whipped fresh cream will extinguish the flame. A few dashes of nutmeg on top and then a small straw completes the drink and it is served to you. 
In my college days in the late 90s, I had a friend that was a server at Huber's, and she could usually get us a table even on the busiest weekend nights, and it was not uncommon for one of the Portland Trail Blazer basketball players or others uh, who were out (laughs) to see and be seen to be in this loud, packed bar. And she told me at the time the coffee captains could make $80,000 a year in tips, which is a great amount of money today, but it was amazing money in the late 1990s, being essentially a specialized bartender. And the last time I had a Spanish coffee at Huber's, I'm pretty sure it was an $18 cocktail, but they're so good you can have two or three, so uh, make sure you're, you're ready to pay the price, but it is worth having at least one. I'll also share in show notes a link to a YouTube video where you can see a Spanish coffee being made by JP, one of the best coffee captains at Huber's, so you can see the process and the artistry and skill that it takes. And if you ever make it to Portland, Oregon, be sure to hit Huber's. It's in downtown. Order yourself up a Spanish coffee featuring Kahlua. So in summary, what do I think of Kahlua? (laughs) It's great. I mean, if you do not have Kahlua in your home bar, or if you are ever out at a bar and you don't see a bottle of Kahlua, you're missing something. It is the coffee liqueur. And that will do it for this episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. You can also find the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The show is also on social media. Facebook and Instagram are where I'm most active. And as always, thank you for listening.